Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. This is a very special episode. It is Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my co-host, Matt Sheehan. And we are very pleased to be joined by Michigan State legend, Matt McQuaid, all the way from Germany. Matt, how are you doing today? Thanks so much for making some time for us. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm uh, out here in Germany right now. Hopefully get home here in a couple days or maybe a week, but (laughs) everything's good out here and uh, can't wait to get home. For sure. Yeah, we were just talking before the show with Matt about their situation and it's it's strange everywhere right now, but we're glad you can make some time for us. So this is the very first Spartans rewatch that we are doing um, under these quarantine uh, coronavirus circumstances. What we're going to do is we're going to go over the 2019 Big Ten championship game today, uh, a game that Matt uh, had a very big impact on. Uh, And we're going to talk about the game, sort of what it meant in the the scheme of the season and and all of that. And then we're going to go through some categories, uh, best play, you know, tide turning moments, stuff like that. And just uh, use those categories to kind of relive a really fun memory while we don't have any live sports right now. So that is the plan for today's show. We're going full through. All three segments will be that. Reminded to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Are you guys ready? You know I am. <laughs> yep, I'm ready. Right on. Um, all right, let's start like with a broad perspective. Um, you guys, Matt, uh, were having a really great season, um, an interesting season, a lot of adversity that you guys kept kind of climbing over. Your regular season champs, 2-0 and against Michigan, and you find yourself squaring off against them for the third time in the season, looking to go 3-0 and in the Big Ten championship game. Um, I don't. Uh, I can speak for myself and Sheehan here. It felt from the outside like this Big Ten championship game meant a little bit more than previous ones had maybe meant, um, just because of the opponent and what had happened in the previous games. What were you guys like inside the locker room? What did this game mean to you guys? Yeah, it, uh, it definitely meant a lot because the previous year, I mean, Michigan they got us twice, yeah. so. Going into this one, you know, get, being able to get them three times the top and, you know, really forget last year, uh, that was big going in. And uh, like you said, we were just uh, really focused because it was a Big Ten championship, uh, another, another one to add. And right after the regular season, to be able to do it the tournament against your rival, uh, I mean, that's always a lot more fun. For sure. Sheehan, what do you remember about that? Because I'm sure you were just a nervous wreck. Uh, I remember being at a bar in St. Patrick's Day, downing as yes. many beers as the waitress would let me uh, to calm my nerves for the game. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, it was a, a huge moment for the state, obviously. And I guess this is a, a question for uh, McQuaid. You guys obviously beat him twice, headed into the third game. Was there anything different in that third game, heading into it, that wasn't there for the first two games? Like whether it be personnel-wise or anything you were expecting from Michigan's side when you guys were watching tape, or was it pretty much similar to what you guys were expecting from them the first two games uh it was I mean we played them like a week later so we kind of like we were already like aware and scouted them you know we just played two games and it was like the same personnel same plays again so the scouting report wasn't as bad it was just you know like just coming out and you know being more hungry and more ready to play than they were well that was what was crazy about it you guys didn't play Michigan and Michigan State didn't play until late that season and then three times in like three weeks you were playing and I think you were both ranked in the top 10 all three times like 
it was back to back to back, like crazy important for the like national picture, the conference picture, like really big games. What was that experience like? Because usually you get them in like mid early to mid February and then again later in the year, but like they were packed in there right at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, those games are always intense and uh, they're, they're always tough battles, you know, because, I mean, we were down every game, I think, in double digits and we ended up coming back. It's just mm-hmm. you can never get comfortable in those games, even like the last five seconds, you know, you're just on edge and coaches on edge and everybody's <laughs> just, uh, you know, what everybody wants to win. It's just a really competitive game not to down any of the other games, but I mean, Michigan, Michigan state is like one of the biggest basketball rivalries, you know, rivalries period in college sports. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we, like we were uh, as spectators, as outsiders, we're really feeling that um, it was, as far as the game, we'll talk a little bit of specifics here and then jump into the categories. It was kind of like a mirror image. Didn't it feel like of the, the all three games she had like, Michigan comes out with a really good first punch and there's some counter punching and then you get to halftime early in the second half and Michigan's got a sizable lead and all three times, three straight times. And that's something that we're all going to remember about this, this team, the 2018, 19 team, like they were never out of it. And it was just like, we were comfortable watching them down 12. I don't know, Matt uh, McQuaid, how you guys felt down 12 or 13 with 15 minutes left, if you were comfortable, but I know we felt comfortable and that was just like remarkable, uh, about this team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like our team, you know, we had a lot of trust and, uh, especially with like the older guys and coach and just a lot of guys that have been through the battles and that trust, I feel like played a part in that game in the run later in that season, we were just really close and together. And I mean, you know, you got a point guard like Cassius who just makes everybody's job easier with his passing ability and scoring ability and just setting people up. You know, that helps too because he's such a great playmaker as you've seen him do it for four years. So, I mean, there was just a lot of different things that played our part. Gian, looking back on this game uh, a year later, what are the things like that are lodged in your memory bank from this one? Just how little uh, breathing there was in the last five minutes. That's for sure. I, I can't imagine what it would That's have been sure. like being a player. <laughs> um, just being a spectator. Um, the better Detroit watching was hectic. I can't imagine actually being on the court and being a key player for one of those moments. Is, is it stressful being in those final five minute scenarios where the game is close and there's so much at stake on the line? Or are you just so dialed into the game that it doesn't really wash over you? What What is that like just standing there on the court when – Essentially, mayhem is going on around you. I think uh, we were all just really dialed in, like everybody. And like I said, it's just that trust factor. But that was definitely uh, one of the most emotional games I've ever played in, like when yeah. Kyle went down. Yeah. Like that, that, I've never felt like an emotion like that going during a game. Like it, it was crazy. And like the whole building, you could just feel it. Even like Michigan players felt it. You know, it was a, it was just a different energy when he went down and, you know, it, uh, it really, I feel like it kind of sparked us and gave us a little boost, just like, you know, playing for Kyle, that was kind of like our battle cry the rest of the, the, rest of the game. And, you know, that's, that's my boy coming into college together, <laughs> yeah. roommates for four years, you know, I mean, I, that, that really hurt to see him go down. We have a, a phenomenal stat that we're going to get to as it relates to that. Let's take that as a perfect transition to kind of get into some categories here. And so this is our first time doing this, McQuaid. So um, 
if at any point you want to jump in, feel free to do so. I'm going to list out my nominees for these categories. Sheehan will list his. If you have any of your own, go ahead and throw them out um, for whatever you want to pick. And then at the end, we'll all sort of choose a winner, so to speak, in each category. It doesn't really matter who wins the categories, but you know we'll pick a winner. So first one is best play and or sequence. I got a few here. Um, so the Aaron Henry dunk is where I want to start. Um, because it's 39, 27 Michigan was feeling themselves. Um, Iggy Brazdakis was two minutes earlier blowing kisses to the crowd. Um, and it was just like this perfect symmetry of like, here comes the run. The dude who was just showboating and feeling himself a little bit, uh, up 12, just got hammered on, (laughs) on the break by another freshman. Um, and the run was, was on there. So that was a big one. Um, Cassius had this scoop around livers, which I kind of forgot about, but it was, he like broke him down off the bounce with four or five seconds left, uh, in the shot clock. And that tied the game at 48. And that was sort of, it was a really prolonged run. I don't know if you remember, uh, specifically Matt, just what it felt like within that run, but it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't 20 to two or anything like that. Like it was a 15 to five run over an extended period of time. And that sort of, um, capped that you had one that um is really important i think overlooked i don't think it's going to win but you um hitting a three at the end of the half and then the beginning of the second half it was 28 to 20 and then 31 to 23 uh in both those times and those were consecutive buckets for michigan state um and those were really important to make sure the game didn't get out of hand Early there, and then I have Winston's layup taking Teske to the rack with 30 seconds left to take the lead. So those are my nominees. Did you guys, Sheehan, we'll start with you. Did you have any other nominees? For sure, yeah. I mean, obviously, Iggy blowing kisses up 11 with 17 minutes left is one because MSU closed on a 39-21 to 21 run. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty big moment there. But also, uh, this is something that Matt did, too is down five final minutes of the game. Matt, you got Pool to jump in the air on your three-point attempt. He mm. jumped right into you, yeah. got fouled on the line. When Shout did you realize? <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> Shout out to Dane Fife for that night. <laughs> now, when you see Pool's feet leave the ground, are, are you thinking draw the foul? Or are you thinking get the shot up? Or what goes through your head as you see got that him. really got he took him. your bait? And it's a funny story of Coach Fife. We'd have been, he's like, he was like always talking to me about my shot fake, and he's like, "You you need to get more fouls. You you could really make mm-hmm. a living off just getting fouls because you get so many people in the air." So like, he would literally throw like a blocking dump. He would like make me pump fake, and he'd throw a blocking dummy up, and I had to like get in its way so it would hit me and shoot. <laughs> just real, he would practice with me. So uh, I tried to, you know, I just uh, the situation approached itself, and I I finally had the opportunity to do it, and I took advantage of it. Yeah, that, just great coaching there, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a funny story. For sure. Um, go ahead, Matt, if you had any other ones. Because, yeah, yeah, those were so, three huge three free throws. And splash them yeah. all home, two-point game with 2.55 to go. And then Michigan came down, they hit another three. So you guys are once again down five. This is a very troublesome time right now. But you come back, splash another three-pointer. Was that the one, maybe you can talk about this, uh, McQuay, was that the one where you had 19 people in your face, like every hand in the building was covering your eyes and you still somehow made it? Was that the shot? Because I don't know how you made that shot. Was it on the roll-up or the corner one? 
It was... Um, I believe that was the corner one. Yeah. It was corner, corner one. one. You had two guys closing out on you really hard, and you like got it off with like an inch of space. If it was... Cassius had a cross-court um, skip pass because they kind of sunk down into the lane, and then two guys closed out on you really hard, and you somehow shot it over them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, they, they were just... Uh, the way they were guarding Cassius, they were making him make the... Uh, uh, that's a really tough pass to make, yeah. that cross-court. To, and, I mean, very few point guards can make that, and... You know, Cassius was putting it right on the money, and they were um, that they were that was their game plan. They were tr- they were trying to make him make that pass because it's such a hard pass. And when it came to me, I mean, not a lot I can do. I just got to shoot it really fast or make something happen off the dribble. So, and uh, you know, I just knocked a couple down and uh, from some great passes. Yeah, how were like? Have you ever felt it more than that game? Because you were you were, you put up a lot of shots and scored a lot of points, and we'll get to it. But were, have you ever felt it more than that game? And you know, I, I yeah, I mean that, that game was crazy. Like that was probably that was my uh, best game in college, and uh, it's just uh, you know the Big Ten tournament and the uh, championship, and being in that moment and playing that way. I mean that was that was crazy. That that was definitely a feeling. Uh, that was a really good feeling. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so does um, it feel like you're going off for 27 points in that moment, or is it one of those moments where you make it to the locker room, look at the box score, and say like, "Oh, damn, I had that much." Like, what? Yeah. Do you, are, are you conscious of how, like, how much you're making it rain in the moment? No, I mean, like, yeah, like I was surprised I had 27 at the end of the game because I was just like, you, you knock a shot down and then. We look up, we're still down like five or 10, you know, we still got a lot of work to do. So we're just <laughs> like thinking about defense now and you just move on and then all the emotions and stuff. I didn't even like realize it till like um, Kyle like was after the game. He's like, freaking 27, I see you, bro. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I not believe uh, it. That's awesome. Um, do you have any nominees? And I guess which of these is your favorite, Matt? And we can pick a winner here and then we'll go uh, take a quick break. Yeah, I mean the Aaron one's always good, you know. Iggy's a really good player, and uh, you know he's cocky and he's uh, talker. When, yeah, when yeah, yeah. The, yeah, and uh, I mean he's cool though. We we talked we talked over the summer a little. He's a good guy, but you know that was a, that was definitely a momentum swing when Henny got that dunk and uh, Cash when he um, when he got that layup on Teske to take the lead. You know that obviously was probably the biggest one, but I think all our deep our defense like. Just mm-hmm. throughout that second half and down the wire, just the shots they had to take. I mean, we made, we were making them take some tough shots, and they had to they had to. Um, we were rebounding really good, and you know, I just I think that was what won us the game. You know, of course, we made some plays in the offensive end, but the defense really gave us a chance. Yeah, for sure, and I'm glad you pointed that out because in a show like this, we're, we're not going to like. I should have added in this Cassius Winston had a block on uh, Xavier Simpson, a shot under the shot clock. And it was like perfect defense the entire time. And then of course, Cassius Winston is getting a block there. So yeah, anytime you can hold that Michigan team, uh, one of the better offenses in the country to 60 points, you got to give some love to the defense. Um, Sheehan, what's your pick for uh, best play and or sequence? I think it's a sequence where McQuaid got sent to the line for three shots and then the following possession buried another three-pointer. To, to be down five twice yeah. in under three minutes and still have an answer for both of those, absolutely massive. I mean, we all, of course, remember Winston hitting the layup uh, over or under Teske, however you want to look at <laughs> under. it. Um, but, yeah, with, without those two shots, there's obviously no way that they win. So that's that's my favorite sequence right there. Yeah. Those back-to-back possessions. 
in this type of game, uh, there's just so many choices. You can't go wrong. Um, I'll, I'll go with Sheehan, that little sequence there with McQuaid. Three free throws, a, a tough three, and all of a sudden you're like, this is it, – it was like a destiny thing. Like, yeah, Michigan State's winning this game. All right, let's pause here for one quick second. We'll come right back um, with the Will and the Mats, we'll call it, um, and then we'll get to more categories. We'll start with our oh, yeah category after this quick break. Okay, welcome back to Locked On Spartans. Let's jump right back into categories. These ones will go a little bit quicker. The The first one's the longest one. Uh, oh, yeah moment. Was there something – I want to start with you, um, Matt McQuaid. Was there something that happened in this game that you just totally forgot about and just like upon relooking at it like, oh, yeah, that happened? Because Matt and I um, had a couple things that we pointed out. But was there anything that you remember? I mean, I've – that whole game, you know, it was just kind of a oh yeah moment um, <laughs> from uh, Kyle going down to just the big plays. You know, I feel like I feel like every moment was just big in that game because of because of the. I mean, when you get to those, there's like those Big Ten games, and then you get to those tournament games. You can just dissect every pla- every play, every pass, every dribble because if you lose, you go home. So like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy how much more it matters. So. It's hard to just like pick one play from the um, from um, the, these types of tournament games. Yeah, and you have no time to dissect anything because you have to play uh, the very next day when you win. Um, my biggest one, and I can't believe I forgot this, and it wasn't even like a play; it was just a, a moment after. Was Michigan State uh, or Michigan goes up? I think it was eleven or twelve. Iggy Brasdikas hits a, a tough three kind of 17 minutes left, I think, in the in the first half or second half. And he's backpedaling down the court, and he looks to the crowd and does, like, with two hands, starts blowing kisses to the crowd. And I couldn't believe that I forgot that because I remember in the moment being like, that could be something that really comes back to bite him because it looks good right now, but um, in about 10 minutes, that could look really different, and it did. Um so that was the the big one for me was like, oh, yeah, he blew kisses. And then immediately Michigan State goes on a run. Sheehan, what did you have for the oh, yeah moment? I, I just got a quick question to Matt here. When, when Iggy does that, blows kisses, are, do you guys actually see that? Because obviously, obviously we see that at home because they played the replay roughly 48,000 times. <laughs> but when you're in the game, do you see him doing that? Does that light a fire on you guys or do you just brush it off if you do see it? No, the only time I saw it was on yeah. TV. I, I don't really pay attention to that during the game, but you know that's his thing. So sure. it is what had, it is. had you seen it <laughs> during the game, had you been running in front of him, what do you think your reaction would have been? Just like even more what you were already like trying to get back in it. I mean, as a competitor, I'd have been like, "Whoa!" Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess that fires him up, but. Yeah, you know, I was. I, I'm kind of like, "Yo, we're up two zero on you this year." I mean, I know y'all got us twice <laughs> this year, but it's your first time in the rivalry. But hey, he does that every game, though. That's just him, man. He's yeah, just, uh, he's a competitor. Yeah, no, yeah, that he does not lack for confidence or moxie. No. Um, the other thing that I totally forgot. Um, I think I may have just blended in with the other two Michigan State Michigan games. I didn't remember how late it was when Michigan State finally took back the lead. It was a layup. Cassius layup was 29 seconds left, 62 to 60. That was like the first lead you guys had since, I don't know, like 16 left, 15 left in the first half. Like 
did you know or remember that you were down the entire game? Because I had, for some reason, I was like, no, they took the lead with five minutes left and then held them off. But no, that was down to the wire. Yeah, it just, it felt like, it honestly felt like the first two times we played them. You know, it just felt yeah. like we were fighting to get back in the game the whole time and just battling and battling and battling and just doing everything we could to uh, just take, get that lead back. Um. Matt, did, or Sheehan, sorry, did you have an, any other nominees for the yeah. OEM moment? I, I got one stat and one play. The, the stat is we obviously all know that Matt scored 27 on the game. But I forgot that 24 of them came after the Kyle injury. And he went down mid to late first half. And since that point, yeah, 27 on the game is incredible. But to have 24 in, what, 30 <laughs> minutes of game time left, I totally forgot you condensed that many points in that little time. So it, it might sound cheesy to say like, oh, wow, that injury really inspired him and rallied around him. But Matt, I guess there was something to that, right? Where you did feel that emotion. You did find an extra gear after that injury. Is that right? Definitely. Uh, I mean, that, like I said, that's my guy. And I, I mean, he's been through so much and so many injuries. You know, it's tough to watch in a game. You got to gather all those emotions. You, I know you see coach tearing up and you're just like, yeah. Let's, let's let's go get this, man. Let's go get this. We're gonna we're gonna talk more about that um, because I have an interesting award that I think I can bend the rules on to give to Kyle Arns. Um, but let's let's pick an oh yeah moment here. Um, I'm gonna still go with the Brazdikas kiss because I just couldn't believe that I forgot that that happened. And in retrospect, it is hilarious that he did that. And immediately, Michigan State went on a run. That's fair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'll go with uh, my N one layup because I know oh, a lot yeah. of people were surprised I made a layup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't shoot many layups. <laughs> you had um, between that and then the Duke one. You had some fantastic layups to close out your career. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the Austin Thornton Award, and this is basically who did the most with the least, like someone who came in for just a few minutes but had a really positive, big impact. Um, there aren't many nominees because you guys, uh, Michigan State, shrunk the bench a lot in this one. Um, I want to give a shout out to Foster Lawyer because he only played two minutes and had two really nice assists on two big buckets. Um, so I think he deserves uh, consideration. But I think the winner of this has to be Kyle Arndt um, because A, how he played when he was healthy. And then just, I don't even like the energy he brought being able to come back out onto the the bench after that horrible injury and just it was inspirational and it, it we felt it I'm sure you guys felt it McQuaid like he yep. he played six minutes and had a huge impact on the game and I think that's like the definition of this award if we just kind of tweak it a little bit yeah uh you know you got to give coach coach is a lot of credit too you know right when uh Right when Kyle got hurt, he drew up that play for me to get a three, and I knocked it down, and I feel like that kind of got a lot of momentum and kind of got yeah. me going, too. And, you know, coaches made a lot of great calls in that game and kept uh, everybody, like, during the emotions and everything and high, and he kept us uh, he kept us into it, and we, we, we tried to keep his emotions level, too. He's an emotional <laughs> dude, and I'm, that game was really emotional for us. Do you think he, like, knows in that moment – just how close, obviously he knows how close you and Kyle are. Does he know, like, I got to get McQuaid a bucket here. I got, there's a moment here. I need McQuaid. I need to get him going right now. He cannot like linger thinking about his friend. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, he's got a great feel for the game. You know, he's, yeah. a, he's a Hall of Fame coach. You know, he knows what he's doing. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, it's not all X's and O's sometimes. You know, it's a lot of feel, and he's got a he's got great feel, and he's got great X's and O's. And like I said, the assistant coaches, too, they're always helping. And, you know, I, I think the coaches, I feel like they, they get a, a lot of this award, even though, like, they're not on the court playing, but they're, mm-hmm. like, organizing their – they're uh, shouting stuff out. You know, the, the coaching staff does a tremendous job. And like, like I said, they're the reason we went on that big run and like as a group effort. Yeah. You got five throwing blocking dummies at you in practice. It pays <laughs> off during yeah. the game. <laughs> she, and did you have any other nominees or are we going to just give this one with, with a, a good nod to the coaching staff? Are we going to give this one to Kyle Arns? Probably just give it to Kyle. Although, okay. can I substitute my nomination for a broad question to go back to Izzo being emotional? Is that fair game? Sure. Absolutely, my man. Uh, so there's probably a lot to choose from, but Matt, is there a single instance or a single game that sticks out for Izzo's most emotional moment during your four years there? There's obviously been a lot of heated huddles, but is there any specific game that sticks out to you and being like, that was just a little bit extra? <laughs> Gosh, man, he's... He's so passionate about the game. I loved it. You know, he, every, I mean, every huddle, it didn't matter who we were playing. After games, you know, he's, he goes big, really big wins. We'd get in the Big Ten. He'd come in there and just so excited and just wanted to celebrate with us. And then we get chewed out after losses, as we should have, because, you know, we lost some games we shouldn't have. But, and he's, I would, he's just always passionate, always emotional. He just loves, he loves the game. And, you, you love playing for a coach like that. My favorite thing is when Michigan State's playing Charleston Southern and they're up 27 and Izzo's meeting a freshman halfway on the court because he didn't box out. It's just like, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, no, it's, and, and I know you know that feeling and you've seen it and you probably laugh really hard at it when you're a senior watching it happen to other freshmen because you know the process. Um, yeah. Let's do one more category here um, and then we might go to a break. We'll see. Um, Let's do the uh-oh moment of the game. Um, the moment that it felt most in peril for Michigan State. Um, for me, it's when Michigan State's down 13, 17 minutes left. Um, Brezdakis is blowing kisses to the crowd. The offense is really still just about to get out of the mud, but still stuck in the mud at that moment. That was probably when I felt the most peril about this game, but I don't know something about this team, uh, Sheehan, that they just never really felt like they had an uh-oh moment. You know, like we felt it watching the games, but they didn't. It didn't seem like they felt it, right? No, and that's why I'm glad that we have a player on to talk yeah. about it, just to see <laughs> and kind of take a step inside that locker room and just see how they were as cool and collected they were. Um, like, was there a point in the season where it kind of clicked for you guys? Like, you never really started to worry during games or were you guys pretty much level-headed the entire season stepping into the year you know I feel like we were pretty level-headed you know we uh, we lost in the Champions Classic and then Mm -hmm. uh, we just started we were winning and winning won our Thanksgiving tournament in Vegas and kept winning you know we had a little uh, slump in the Big Ten you know losing to Indiana and uh, losing them twice and I forgot the other team Um, I think Illinois Illinois, yeah, but it felt just pretty consistent throughout the season. You know, you always you always hit that wall in the season. Every team does, and I feel like we did. A, we got over it pretty quick. 
and uh, moving on. And when we lost to Indiana late in the season the second time, you know, we, we did a good job shaking it off and not letting it affect affect us. And like I said, we just uh, – the trust just kept growing and growing when we had it early, and it just kept growing. Yeah, so <laughs> you guys – I don't know. Was there a moment in this game where you were at all worried about losing? Um, because even when you were down 13, there was still plenty of time left. It was never, you know, 13 points with four minutes left where you're like, I don't even know if the math works out to having us time to get back. Was there ever a moment in that game where were you guys just like, we got this, we just got to play better? Yeah, I mean, we, we were all calm, cool and collective. You know, we had a lot of, a lot of veterans and guys that have been in that situation and the last time we played them we were down and we were like we can do this like we've done it before for sure so you got you don't matt's not gonna vote mccoy's not gonna vote for an uh uh-oh moment because he didn't have one um but sheehan are you with me when they're down 13 and brez dacus is blowing kisses to the crowd is that the moment mine's even deeper into the game now you got to remember i'm the kind of fan that has about 17 uh uh-oh moments during any game against any (laughs) opponent but for this one, it was when Livers came down after McQuaid sunk his three free throws and then buried another three to go up five with 231 left. Oh, That's sure. when I figured, like, ah, maybe it's really not meant to be. But 25 seconds later, two-point game again. <laughs> Matt, thanks again for your service. We appreciate you, bud. That was uh, just like, yeah, dude, that was such a big shot because you make it – if you miss that and they come down to get a layup and it's seven points with two minutes, then you're like – that's a tough climb. That's a real um, uh-oh so, moment, yeah. Yeah, that's a real uh-oh moment. All right, Apex Mountain, career peak. Was this game a college career peak for anyone? Matt McQuaid, I want to pose this question to you. Was this game your peak of your college basketball career? I would say second. I mean, second. I, it definitely was first, but beating Duke to yeah. get to the Final Four, I, I don't think anything can top that. I know I didn't score 27 in that game, but... Well, yeah, that, that that's where... Was... Sorry, that's where the, the interesting debate comes in because you've got this game where you're 27, career high, and like you... Not the only reason, but man, you put in Yeoman's work in leading this team to a Big Ten title... And then just a few weeks later, you didn't score as much, but you had two of like the craziest plays on the biggest stage. Like your name has not been more like shouted than when you absolutely dunked Javin Delorier into the 19th century. Like, so how do you pick like that's that's the debate. Do you pick the the big productive game with a ton of points? or the bigger stage with the two monster moments between that dunk and then the 360 spinning layup? which was absolutely incredible as well. I mean, the Duke game, I yeah. got to just because I, I mean, like just going, being able to be taken down a uh, Duke and then going to a final four. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, that's crazy. I mean, beating your rival in a, for your second championship's good, but you know, that was, that was the second big 10 tournament. You know, I didn't have a final four yet. And I really, yeah. we like wrote what we wrote our goals down on these Polaroids before the season. I put mm-hmm. final four and like, that was just that was like my main goal. How to often to win it? I wanted to win it too, but yeah, and, uh, it was a, it was good for sure. Go ahead, Chien. To, to go back to that three sixty layup in the Duke game. Let's say that layup doesn't go in. How do you envision film session the, the next day with Izzo and the coaching staff? How would they have handled that? Oh man, it's we would. Well, I mean, as long as it's a win, you know. That's true. Yeah. Coach, coach would just joke about it. He would just be like, "What are you doing?" Like, 
that's not you. <laughs> yeah, it was that day. It was you. You could have jumped the over the next the day after we watched. Uh, we watched a little video, and then uh, we he he ran. Uh, my dunk was on the clip, and he ran it. Coach Is ran it back, and he goes. He looked at me like I was crazy. He's like, "Where did this come from?" <laughs> that's how that's we all felt. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so like looking at it objectively, Matt, you're what like six five, right? Six four, six five. Yeah, six four. Okay, so you're six four, and you're um, in the scale of the world, you're a phenomenal athlete, and in the college basketball world, you're still a pretty darn good athlete. Like, this is something that is reasonably in your bag. Nobody should be surprised that a six four Division one college player with some bounce can get up and dunk like this. But it was just such a departure from like really anything we had seen from you. Yeah. And it was, I don't even know, like how many times have you watched that? Like, do you just pop it up sometimes when you're like, I had a bad game over in Germany. I'm going to pull up the Jeff and Delorier poster and just watch it like eight times. Well, I'm, I'm usually a two foot jumper. So like I, I oh, yeah. go off one and like, I just like, uh, like my freshman year here is just like uh, Shannon Brown learned to jump off uh, or Jason Shannon, it was Shannon Brown or Jason Richardson. He's like, we need to teach, we need to work with you on jumping off one foot. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so like, I just kind of been working on it, working on it. And then <laughs> I had a lot of adrenaline too going through me yeah. on that and just <laughs> threw it down. <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, it's like that adrenaline thing where you can lift a car off of somebody when they're in danger and you're trying to save a life. Like you could, you were, Michael Jordan in that moment. It was absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. That was I, I thought it was gonna be the Michigan game because the shooting was just incredible and sort of putting the team on your back for stretches. But uh, in that stage, the Elite Eight against that Duke team, right? Zion Williamson is on the other side and you have the play, the highlight play. Um yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. That was that was the apex moment. Uh Sheehan, what do you think? it's it's hard to argue against the guy who actually had the game you know <laughs> it is yeah it's very tough especially with as key moments the game uh, the plays he had in the duke game were and that game is so monumental don't get me wrong it's very awesome to be a fan watching your team beat your rivals three times in a season yeah it's even more awesome to watch them beat a team with three top eight lottery picks uh to head to a final four so i as a fan i gotta go with the duke game too and as a player, yeah, hey, it's going to be tough to argue with the actual player here. Yeah. <laughs> well said. All right, let's pause real quick. We'll come right back. we got a couple more categories, and then we will get on out of here. So we'll do that here in just a minute. All right, this next category is Complaint Corner. Um, McQuaid, you can probably plead the fifth here if you want, but I'd be interested to know. Um, so we're using this as kind of like questionable calls, coaching decision, things like that, like, things we could go back and change and we might change the name of it. Um, I don't have a ton from this game in terms of like strategy or anything like that. Like uh, maybe play Tillman with two fouls in the first half because he was such a big impact in that game. It's hard to find anything. The big thing, and it's not a coaching decision that I keep coming back to is like, I wish I could just not have Kyle Arn sprain his ankle. I know, <laughs> I know they rallied around yeah. it, um, but that was, that's the one thing that just sticks out so much it's just like yeah that's the one thing we could probably do without it's tough to argue (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Man, that makes my nomination seem like a really moot point because well, I'm just talking it? about an, an inane play. I'm t- <laughs> my nomination uh, is not pain yeah. to an actual player, but it's rather it was a two-point game midway through the second half. John Teske goes up for a dunk, and wh- what do you know? He misses the dunk. Life is great. Wait a minute. What's that ball doing? It's bouncing around the rim. Bounce, bounce. It somehow still went in, even though he missed the dunk to make it a four-point game. That was like, uh, okay, not in the cards tonight, Paul. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that – nomination pales in comparison to uh yeah sprain his ankle there yeah i think and uh i don't know um just what is the, the name of this category might be better of just like what we don't like from what this game irked you? Yeah. yeah what irked me from this game and it's i don't think in mcquade you're probably in agreement here i i think the easy answer here is the arms injury yeah uh yes. there was a play where uh, i remember um I remember, I don't know, Michigan was up and Poole got a steal and he was driving down on a fast break and it was me and him and I walled up and they ended yeah, up calling a foul. Yes. I was like, I was really like, man, did it, are y'all sure about that one? I was really surprised they called it. It was not a foul. It was not a foul. <laughs> you, you were a master at drawing charges too as well. So if anyone on the court knows what a charge feels like, it, it had to have been you at that point. Or a no call. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Yeah, I remember yeah, looking at Fife on the charges too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dane Fife getting a lot of love here. Um, yeah, I remember that play. That was there weren't too many, luckily, not too many questionable calls or officiating decisions in this one. That's always nice when that happens in big moments. But that was one where I was like, oh, that's tough. And on replay, I think the official would have made a different choice. But we'll go with uh, the Arns injury for something we wish we could change about this one. Next yeah. category, the Tide Turner. Um, what was the big thing that swung this game? Was there a, a, a momentum moment? That's what I wrote. A momentum moment, which is a weird thing to say. Um, I got two. I got the Henry dunk because dunking gets people off their feet and can totally change an energy, especially when you put someone on a poster like that. And then uh, Kyle Arns returning to the bench. Just the you could hear it and sense it watching it on TV like, oh, it feels different when he came crutching out there and sat on the bench. Uh, Sheehan, what do you have for nominees? Uh, both of those, and also something that happened a little before Kyle coming back out to the bench, is Poole grabbed a defensive rebound under the hoop, but Tillman ripped it right out of his hands and threw up a quick yeah. layup. Now, it only yeah. made it a 10-point game at that point, but it also started a 15-5 to run. That eventually made it a two-point game with 10 minutes to go. So Kyle did step out onto the bench in the midst of that 15-5 to run, but it was really Tillman grabbing the ball out of his hands and going up for an easy two to start that run where I think the the tide turned instead of making it, what was it, a 12-point game at that point. Yeah. McQuaid, do you have any? Uh, yeah, I like the one when Kyle's coming back out on the court and everybody, mm-hmm. uh, I think he got a standing ovation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, like everyone realized it because he came out right by the Michigan State section and I think it was parents first and then fans behind them. And so he came out kind of right in front of the parents and like they realized immediately, oh, Kyle's back. And like everyone, you could see in the the TV broadcast, everyone kind of stands up um, and then the entire crowd in the arena realizes what's happening. And it was just like this huge emotional wave in favor of Michigan State. Yeah, that was that was definitely. Yeah, that was a great moment right there. 
I, I remember sure. people in the bar that we were watching that were clapping when he came out to the court. Like it, it was not just in Chicago; people were applauding. It was. It was. I, I imagine anywhere a watch party was going down. Yeah, we were terrified just because it was so. It sounded, looked, and Kyle was in a lot of pain. Matt, like, can you explain how you felt watching him leave, and then when he came back and you sort of realized, hey, my guy's all right just the swing in that and like how it felt emotionally for you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know how bad it was. So like, you know, like, I mean, there are a couple things going through my head. I was like, you know, this dude's getting married this summer. I hope <laughs> he might not be able to walk down the aisle. Shoot, yeah. I was like thinking about stuff like that. Kind of like, are like you going to have to carry like, him? Happened, I was like, <laughs> You know, this dude, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be carrying him down and <laughs> holding him. We're gonna, people are going to be holding him up. No, but he ended up being all right. And when he came back out, that was a really good sign. And, you know, it really brought, um, you know, brought team even more energy. Yeah, for sure. And like Matt said, just in the midst of that run, and it was it was a really kind of a, a, a special moment that came from something pretty darn scary. All right, next category here. And then these these – Next two should be kind of quick. The Pantheon, where does this game settle in among all MSU games? Um, for me, it's obviously a great memory from that season. It's, you know, when it's the Big Ten tournament, it, you know, it's not as important as the NCAA tournament. We know that. And we know, like, senior day against Michigan, like, for the regular season crown that year, it gets overshadowed by that. It was a really fun special game, a great moment. Um for you, Matt, in a great moment, just to like, man, what a special season. Um, but beyond that, I think it kind of will, over time, like, it's just not going to be one of those first few games. Like, the Duke game is going to be one of those games that you immediately go to for great moments. I think this one, just because it was the Big Ten tournament, will settle in a little bit below that. What do you think, Matt McQuaid? I mean, anytime you beat Michigan for a championship, <laughs> it's pretty good. It no matter if it's tournament or regular season, no. But I mean, definitely, you know, that Duke game, you, it's hard to top that. But, you know, um, it was still a big game. And, you know, I'll remember it. But like you said, uh, I, I don't know. I think it I think it's definitely up there just because of the the magnitude and Kyle going mm -hmm. down and the emotions. Yeah. I, I definitely think it's one of the upper ones. Yeah. If it was Purdue as much as, you know, that's a fun little back and forth with Purdue. It's just not quite the same. It being Michigan and to go three and O against them on the season that, that really uh, was huge. Sheehan, what about you? Where do you have this? Yeah, it's behind the Duke game. Duke is number one for that season, and then all three Michigan games are 2A, 2B, 2C. It's not just a Michigan team. It was a very good Michigan team like we yeah. talked about. They were top ten for a lot, if not all right, these right. games. Really, really good Michigan team. Yeah, that kind of puts the ice on the cake, too, because, yeah, if they were just, I don't know what they were in the late 90s, it would, it would have been fun. Don't get me wrong. But no, beating them as a top 10 team three times in a row was very satisfying <laughs> as a fan and very satisfying as someone who likes to talk a lot of trash on Twitter, too. So I guess <laughs> and this is the problem, too, is that Izzo has a lot of classic games. So when you look yeah. at it in the entire Tom Izzo yeah. catalog, where do you place this game? Yeah, I would like to say it's that's a top true, 15 game for sure, but like, it is it? Like, he's had so many of these incredible <laughs> games where it's an incredible problem yeah. to have, where you don't know yeah. if he's going to the top 15 Tom Izzo games. But I'd imagine it hovers somewhere around there. 
Yeah. And that's insane that a game like that could be just like in the top 15. You know? for, for, yeah, for coach so-and-so acts like random coach, it's their greatest moment as a college coach. For Izzo, it's like, yeah, 15, 13, somewhere in there. It wasn't even his um, best win that month. Yeah, No, it wasn't even his best <laughs> win against that team that month. Like, it's no, absurd. No, you're right. <laughs> Which, yeah, that senior day was one of the most nervous i and i don't get nervous mcquade it's kind of a running joke on the show i'm just pretty calm i was dying before that senior day game because like man the stakes were absolutely insane um last category here so we all sort of agree it's it's important it's a great moment um but with so many great moments around it uh, it could potentially get overlooked all right I Last mean, to one. Me, it's always going to be up there, but for sure, like yeah. you said, Izzo's Izzo in Michigan State in general, big games, you know. Yeah, yeah, you lived it. It's a little bit different, and you had 27 points, and we're the dude, and it's a little different. You can have it <laughs> higher. <laughs> All right, last one. This one's easy. Who was the MVP? Who won the game? It is Matt McQuaid. It's the person we're talking to right uh, now. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's Matt. <laughs> um. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, you. Um, <laughs> that was, in terms of points, career high, and just like the big shots and all that. And that's why we wanted to have you on because it was such a special like game for you. Um, you know, Cassius had his his shots down the stretch. Tillman did his thing on the defensive end. Uh, Kenny did his thing rebounding, playing defense. Everyone pitched in, um, but we cannot deny twenty seven points on like thirteen shot attempts or eleven shot attempts is just absurd. Um, yeah, you, you won the game. You were the MVP of that game. Uh, I will not entertain any other debates. <laughs> great passes, great screens. There you go. <laughs> Doing the dirty stuff. All right. That's going to do it for our first Spartan rewatch. Um, Matt, thanks so much for making some time with us. This ran a little bit longer than I had planned, probably than you had planned, but, uh, thanks for sticking with us. It was a lot of fun. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thanks to all you guys for listening. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We're going to do this again with a football game next time. Um, I'm thinking since it's Wednesday, maybe Friday, we'll see. Uh, we might do it Thursday because Sheehan and I kind of, it's easier to do game episodes like this when there's nothing going on. We could just reminisce over fun times. Um, but we'll be doing that here uh, in the coming days. Thanks so much again to everyone for listening. Thanks, McQuaid, for joining us. Sheehan, why don't you take us home? No, just thanks a lot, McQuaid. Appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you. Go green. Go white. <laughs>